Welcome to the Intentional Leaders Podcast. This is episode 73, What to Do When Your Team is Storming. Hi, I'm Cindy, an educator, certified coach, and passionate learner on all things leadership related. It seems like just yesterday I was fresh out of grad school, wanting to make my way in the world, longing to make a difference to people, to team, to the business. Little did I know how challenging it would be. Fast forward several decades later, I've made a career of leading while teaching and coaching thousands of leaders to be at their best, most effective selves. Along this journey, I've captured so many insights, lessons, and techniques on how leaders become amazing, and also, as leaders, when we get it wrong. I'll share them all right here. Because I founded Intentional Leaders to provide easy access to these kinds of lessons and equally important to help you build the presence, confidence, and credibility you need to be the leader that everybody wants to work for. Because I know leadership has its challenges, but learning to lead shouldn't be one of them. Albert Lowe said, instead of suppressing conflicts, specific channels could be created to make this conflict explicit and specific methods could be set up by which the conflict is resolved. End quote. Ooh, who is Albert Lowe, you might ask? Well, he was a Western Zen master and an internationally published author, former human resources executive who held a degree in philosophy and psychology and for many years was a management consultant. He lectured a lot on organizational dynamics. And when I think of that quote, I think, Albert, were you talking about the storming stage of team development? Because at the heart of it, this is what moves a team in a constructive and positive direction. In the last episode, I explored Tuckman's team development model, and this is a way to consider how effectively a team is functioning and its stage of development with the aspiration of becoming high-performing. But in a way, we know and understand why our team is high-performing and the actions that they're doing and the behaviors that they're exhibiting that define it. And in working with leaders over the years and in diving into, I don't know, I have to say hundreds of teams, the storming stage is looked on with such despair. Like, really? (laughs) We have to go through that? Um, What? Can't we just skip it? And I know what they're also saying sometimes in their head is, yo, Missy, we are so much better than that. Even though you tell me we have to go through storming, we're not going to do it. But storming doesn't have to feel jarring to be storming. We can be polite and professional and still walk out of the room talking about one another. Have you ever been on a team that did that? Maybe you come home and you talk about your team at dinner or what someone did. When there are perspectives not being shared or disagreements not being addressed openly, we're storming. Have you ever been in a group that had artificial harmony and we all pretend and play nice? Oh my goodness, I have. Storming doesn't have to be disrespectful and like yelling at each other. We can do it nicely, but it's still storming. When your team is in the storming stage, you can help. 
the team leader is instrumental as a facilitator to help promote healthy conflict, or as Google's project Aristotle called it, they say that candor and conflict is essential, that this is an essential ingredient on effective teams. And they did their research all over the board on what makes teams effective because most of us think, well, it's the people. It's either who they are or it's their personalities or their experience or their knowledge. And gosh, if I could only get so-and-so on the team, it would be amazing. We'd have an awesome group. But those people aren't necessarily the thing that's going to make it awesome or their knowledge or their expertise or their experience. Because the challenge is if they have that knowledge and don't have the complementary and collaborative conflict skills, how are they going to add value to the team around candor and conflict? And that's the frustrating part for so many teams when they think, we got the right people. But what they don't realize is that it isn't about that. It is about the knowledge and experience. And it's also about constructive conflict behaviors. The very best news that I can tell you about the storming stage is that this is all teachable and coachable. And when you think about yourself as a coach in this stage, it will be extremely helpful. When you create the environment that is one of psychological safety, meaning people are free to say things honestly and openly, in addition to the communication skills that are required to navigate through the conflict successfully, then storming can feel less treacherous and it will feel less scary and overwhelming. When we think about helping and coaching the team through storming, here are some of the most essential tips. Starting with educating your team on the stages of team development. I mentioned that in the last episode, and I think this is such a great practice because when a team has the knowledge of what they're going through, that it is to be expected and it's normal, it creates a much safer platform for self-awareness and change. It means we're not alone. We're not dysfunctional. We are actually functional and we're stuck in, in a stage of team development. So let's all choose to go forward. We also have to establish the team behaviors for successfully disagreeing with each other, for problem solving and decision making that promotes healthy conflict resolution. These should not only be group norms, they should be very clear expectation that everyone in the group must pay attention to. If you're not sure about how to do this, consider using a conflict style assessment or a tool to enhance both understanding of how to do this and also behavior change. I've used two that are freaking awesome. One is the Thomas Kilman conflict inventory, which gets into five conflict styles and assesses the primary style that each team member uses. And also the disconflict assessment, which is incredibly powerful to help us consider our behavioral profile and also how we commonly think and react to conflict. Both of those are so helpful to get people thinking differently, reframing what conflict is and how they can approach it differently. Very, very valuable to deepen awareness and understanding, but also promote skills development in this area. And you can definitely reach out to me on either one of those tools. So helpful in storming. Third is you have to be an excellent model for candor, transparency, and 
healthy conflict. As a leader, this is a must. I saw some statistics a while back, some research that talked about how many hours managers deal with conflict per week. It was something ridiculous, like maybe a quarter of our time or something like that, but also that most managers felt confident in how they navigated through conflict. But then when the perspective was switched and the employees were asked, how effectively is your manager at managing conflict? They rated their managers really low. I've tried to look for that research again because I saw it and I was like, ooh, this is really juicy. (laughs) And it was really insane. But I can't find the source of it, which is frustrating. But I think sometimes we believe that we're being a good role model for it. We have to not just believe we are, we have to know we are utilizing best practices, utilizing effective communication skills, and creating that psychological safety for others while modeling the right behaviors and, of course, the right level of emotional intelligence, which is a whole nother issue. So if you want to strengthen your team performance, share the four stages of team development with your team on purpose, and then help them to recognize that storming is nothing to be afraid of. Storms are scary when we're little, when we don't know what to expect, but storms, as we grow up, we can calm down the storm anxiety by giving people the awareness, the tools, the resources to navigate that storm successfully. There's no need to be afraid of conflict as long as we all have the tools and resources to navigate through it. And then when we get to that stage where people can have those constructive dialogues and disagreement publicly, transparently, and respectfully, trust is going to soar and synergy on the team is also going to soar. And trust me, that is going to feel really amazing. I've seen teams get there and go through that experience, come out the other side with clarity, strength, determination, and a whole bunch of great positive energy. And that's what we need to produce the results collectively. Thank you for listening to the podcast today and get ready for a new lessons learned interview coming to you next week.